is it that we are all cyber communists with our dear friends, sharing, forgiving freely, never keeping too close account of anything, yet we play feudal overlords with our own kids? Can you imagine a society where people don't embody both? I can't. Especially not when stuck on a months-long call with phone support for a dodgy afterlife health insurance outfit such as this. But if the only natural path is to move back and forth between different forms of moral accounting, why don't people just call it what it is? Why must we look at such situations through a different lens? One of reciprocity. That's what it's always about, isn't it? Wouldn't it be so much easier to just say, we use different systems of moral interaction depending on the situation? Apparently not. We forever return to the practice of exchanging things of mutual benefit. Every arrangement must be reciprocal especially between nations and city-states like Neo-Amsterdam. And the reason is quite clear. Our society sees justice as a form of reciprocity and, of course, state-sanctioned revenge. But how do you measure pain, oppression? Our current approach sprung forth not from the soil of some anarchic communal thoughtfulness and sharing among consenting sapiens, no. Instead, the roots of our system began in belligerence. You know, collecting and doling out the spoils of war. Making deposits to and withdrawals from the bank of bloodlust. Well, such is our theme today. We continue with our debts. Please forgive us our debts, dear Glod. For what else are our sins but moral debts owed to that higher power? Due to be collected when we shuffle off our cyborg shell, at least the fraction of a percentage of us who can afford cybernetics. And for the rest of us, it's a dream. And like our hopes and dreams, it sits a nanometer out of reach. A stuffed animal grazed by the metal talons of a coin-operated claw machine. Speaking of dreams... About time. I thought you were one of these guys that has short arms and long pockets. Oh, so that's how you saw me. Well, I'm glad you're back. It's time to go then. I must return to the downside up so we can discuss what happened last night. climate collapsed south of the United States of Amsterdamia, the illegitimate bastard son of a Duke of Belgium becomes ensnared inside a viral reality show competition. As the boundary zone of southern Amsterdamia heated up in the wake of devastating fusion bombs dropped on Mexico City from an as yet unknown paramilitary aggressor, Climate collapse ravaged the hinterlands near the Gulf. Strayhorn von Hav, a Neo-Amsterdamian, if there ever was one, first laid foot in the desert region, feeling lost. The barren sandy landscape 
bore no signs of buildings, let alone levels for different segments of society. Flat, a darkening horizon, a cool breeze. He strode forth warily. According to his holophone's 3D augmented reality map, he had arrived at a drop point for receiving payment for some risky cryptographic computing work. Why take on a risky assignment? Strayhorn faced a digital lean on one of his most prized cyberdecks, on which he had had only three more payments before the recent hyperinflation crash wrecked havoc on the global creds market, leaving him in significant debt. He had been supporting a friend with brain link cancer at the time, who, as bad luck would have it, was ready to throw in the towel. Never one to sit around twiddling his cyber thumbs, Stray began a spiraling descent into the darker web. His rationale was simple. Find work on a high return basis to deliver the needed one-two punch. With enough pay dirt, he could purchase his cyberdeck outright and use it to make significantly more income. And he could make a down payment on a digibrain for Jaredina his friend now in the final throes of automated hospice care. It was risky, but if it worked, he'd have one of his oldest friends back, a woman he had a crush on, but had quashed it because friend zones. Should the digibrain operation fail, he could return it in under 30 days for a full rebate, minus the restocking fee of 1%. As he stepped onto the darkened, windswept desert expanse punctuated by the howl of a distant coyote, he never suspected the following. Three stealthy, low-flying hover drones flicked on spotlights, blasting him with upwards of one million lux of photonic, bluish light. Circa 8,000 Kelvin color temperature. His left cyber eye informed him in a heads-up display. He peered up as if entranced before shielding his eyes from the glare. A voice boomed down from above. Strayhorn! Welcome to Hinterland Survivor! Last Stand Edition. Uncover your eyes and allow yourself to be bathed in the glory of potential salvation. Are you not in debt to the tune of over 10 million creds? Strayhorn backed away a few steps, nervous and vibrating with trepidation. He spoke. Yo. This isn't live, is it? You first, Mr. Von Hav, the real bastard son and illegitimate heir to Bugsy Baldwin Leclerc, the Duke of Belgium. Do not hold back in the chat feed, lads and lurkers. Are you digi down with this contestant? Lads and lurkers. Yo, can you dial it back, man? My cybernetics just dark adapted and you're gonna burn out the retinal chip. Where we're going, you won't need retinal chips, friends. If you survive. How does a 
Brand new bio eye sound. If I survive? That's right, Cyber br- 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 Bro. You must not have read the fine print on your last contract. <laughs> nah, on everything I love, this cannot have. Oh, it can. Nah, Digi Dog, this can't. On Glad. But the stream fans. Stream fans? What? Are you serious? Oh, but the stream fans. Approved! Confetti burst into the air and rained down on him, red as blood. Wait, I don't even know my dad. Awkward. After submitting your DNA gathered from a coffee cup left in the hyperplane trash during your last vacation. Digi damn. Never should have flown Southside Airways. Ha ha ha. You are one of five potential heirs to the Duke of Belgium. Like many wealthy elites in or aspiring to join the trillionaire class, the Duke ensured you were bred originally to recolonize Dearth in the event of a total population collapse. Dozens remain frozen in time, but your mother somehow escaped and evaded bounty hunters for decades, signaling you as a particularly healthy and resourceful contender for Hinterland Survivor. Last stand. Every stream chum's favorite viral VR deathmatch. Just then, a ring of fire, bellowing aquamarine flames, spurted into the air around the area, forming an arena of sorts, about a hundred meters in diameter. It created a corral, and five other contestants emerged from the shadows at the edges of the circle. Lights on the drones hovering above spotted them. You telling me this diverse bunch of randos all share a dad with me? Indeed. And that's just the players we could track down. All in debt. An ominous battle song began pulsing. You have two choices. Either go it alone and seize the majority of the inheritance yourself, or split into two factions. Whereupon, the best faction wins. The winners split the loot three ways, minus damages, of course, so do not harm the crew. Look, you must be mistaken. My dad died in an undertunnel 23 years ago. He was a structural engineer and- You must be mistaken, poor Schlebazel. Your real father was a duke. Was? The duke lays in quiet repose, watching from his deathbed. So he's not even dead. Whoa, bio buddy, he's on the verge. Yeah, but that's weird, he's watching. Y'all don't usually do that. He is, in truth, the seventh contestant. And he too has plunged his creepily ageless body into nearly a trillion creds of debt. They don't call it the craps table for nothing. LMFAO.
body so he could beat us. But he's not even here. He is in spirit. Spirit? While we're all out here about to get slaughtered? Let me finish, Devil Dog. In spirit, Bionics, our stream sponsor. And holder of the world famous patent for spiritual refresh the pharmaceutical injection based treatment that reverses the effects of aging 25 years yeah that's like yes the only cheat code in life tagline trademarked by spirit bionics the fountain of youth elixir preferred by e-girls and boys the holy chalice of envy and fomo turned malice I'm out, Cyberdoofus. I'm not jumping into a meat slicer so some 100-year-old digi-duke can get a shot at reliving his 80s. What's that, folks? Do we have a challenger who wishes to claim Strayhorn Steak in the event of an offspring victory? A Taiwanese woman steps forward. No, not a challenge. A question. May we band together as a single faction to defeat the Duke Daddy or whatever he is? Ooh, that's a good one. Yes, you can. Sorry, we didn't mention that, but not sorry, since, tragically, you cannot do so if Strayhorn leaves the game, which happens as we speak. He had seen a previous edition of Last Stand, where a contestant with double-fisted handfuls of dirt was able to clear the flames, with second-degree burns in one eye intact, by chucking the dirt on the flames precisely as she crossed through them in the air. Strayhorn had begun to sprint at the wall of blue fire, yet upon registering what the announcer had said, Strayhorn skidded to a halt at the last minute right on the edge of the perimeter, singeing his swishing braids. As a hover drone whirred toward him, he chucked both hands full of dirt right into its lens. And we shall leave it there. All of our agents remain busy. Please continue to hold, and your call will be answered in the order it was received. <laughs> That's what they said last time, bucko. Where's the person I was just talking to? What'd you do? You just off them? You take them offline or something? Because, hey, I may sound disappointed, but don't let that fool you. At first glance, this all felt like a normal visit to a dentist's office. So, not great, but like a bizarro dimension where civilization is not doomed. And yet, since the tablet interface was great F gutter schmutz, I fixated on it because that's what we do. We focus on what's wrong. Like, why is there one pulsing dot in a single chat bubble in the center of the window? Is that me? Is it you? Because it feels like a staring contest with Cyclops. Whole thing's a total cluster flark. And that's all fine and digi dandy. Except I can't stop it, I can't exit or even reboot. I'm tempted to let it power down, but the damn thing takes 17 hours to charge, and I'm out of patience. I've hit every square millimeter of the touchscreen, every button, I even shook it like a salt shaker. What gives? Because when you add that up, 
with all the other stuff, everything that happens on the flip side or whatever down, slip, flop, it doesn't take a portal physicist to figure out something is amiss. Greetings, sir. If indeed. Have you tried to reset? Wait, what? Sir, have you tried depressing the hold and select buttons at the same time, counting to five? No. I, uh, let's see. Will you look at that? Netscape browser. <laughs> I'm on the internet. for the final shocking sleep facts for 2023. But before we dive in, the other morning I heard a report on NPR about how a guy had a heart attack and died because he drank three charged lemonades at a Panera Bread. I imagine this guy is going to the soda fountain, refilling a giant big gulp cup. Are we still doing that? Apparently, one serving of charged lemonade includes the caffeine of four cups of coffee. Now, I know all about ODing on coffee. Happened to me in high school government class. I hallucinated something involving an American flag. We'll have to get to that another time. Back to the report. They said the guy had a comorbidity since he had high blood pressure. I'm pretty sure 90% of Americans have high blood pressure. Hey, Alexa, how many Americans have high blood pressure? Here's something I found on OOOWebHostaff.com. In the United States, approximately one in every three adults has high blood pressure, which equates to about 75 million people, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC. All right, that was a little exaggerated, but even still, 30%. And what's interesting is how this came right after a report about how you shouldn't stress about whether you got the full eight hours of sleep each night. Just make sure you go to bed at the same time, which is a good piece of advice. That's actually, you could call that our first sleep fact for volume 20, but that's the only sleep fact in this long opening anecdote. and. I'm just wondering, does anyone else see how these journalists are pussyfooting around a huge sleep-deprived elephant in that Panera Bread? I mean, dude was obviously self-medicating to stay awake and counteract sleep debt, as do most American coffee drinkers. Anyway, end of personal anecdote. Let's get into it here. I've got so many of these sleep facts on backlog, it's nerve-wracking. My plan is to hit the ground running in 2024 with a series of sleep facts about doctors and the modern medical profession and med school, which has an incredible and horrific history when it comes to sleep neglect. You would think that doctors 
would understand that the last person you want asleep at the wheel is the surgeon with the scalpel on your heart. Friends, buckle up your seatbelts now. Just be ready. So, to close out 2023, here's a real humdinger I call REM Sleep Robbery, paraphrased from What Else But Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker, Ph.D. Back in the 1960s, when the specifics of sleep health were relatively unknown, researchers and scientists interrupted the REM sleep of young adults. This deprived them of dreaming for an entire week while still allowing NREM sleep. NREM just stands for non-rapid eye movement sleep, quick refresher from the National Institutes of Health. The human body cycles through two phases of sleep, one, rapid eye movement, or REM, and two, non-rapid eye movement, NREM sleep, which is further divided into three stages, N1 through N3. Each phase and stage of sleep varies in terms of muscle tone, brain wave patterns, and eye movements. The body cycles through all these stages approximately four to six times each night, averaging 90 minutes for each cycle. Okay, so that's that. Now, back to our experiment. To the great misfortune of these participants, they spent the entire time in the laboratory with electrodes strapped to their heads. At night, when they were about to enter REM sleep, a lab assistant would wake up the poor subjects. These bleary-eyed teenagers and young adults then had to do math problems for five to 10 minutes, thus preventing them from falling back into dream sleep. But as soon as the participants did fall back into REM sleep, the procedure was repeated hour after hour, night after night. As stated, this persisted for one week. NREM sleep was largely untouched. Yet the amount of REM sleep was reduced to a tiny fraction of the required baseline. By the third day, participants were expressing signs of psychosis. What happened next? Stick around till after the credits to find out the unsettling truth. Screaming Panda presents Episode 20, Debt, Side B. The 10th chapter of Hellgate City Season 2. Someone's riding a motorcycle around outside. I'm going to let it keep going. Debt, Side B was written, performed, and produced by Kevin Barry, the sinning composer of its original music and artiste of its episode art. The bonus tale for this chapter was Centaur, Heather's Story. Glitch in the Matrix 20, but that has been bumped up to the 21 slot, making the new Glitch 20 a mystery. But whatever it is, it'll be available to subscribers in the Bonus Audio Tales collection on Patreon, which you can get to very easily by going to the link in the show notes. And if you like the absence of ads during this show, support me on Patreon so I can keep making it. Get started for as little as 20 American pennies a day. Even if you can only support us for a month, join today so we can hit 25 subscribers by the end of 2023, thus forcing me to create a rad alternative ending to our Halloween special, Baba Yaga O'Reilly, inspired by that song everyone calls Teenage Wasteland. 
Plus, I'll thank you in a credits shout-out so epic, neighborhood kids will come knocking on your door, begging for a selfie. Your pledge means more here, and thus your voice matters more. For example, every penny you put into Hellgate City is twice as impactful as one contributed to public radio, where over half the operating budget comes from corporate sponsorships. As I've been reminded lately, as a diehard NPR listener, every time Alexa says WNYC is supported by the Anti-Defamation League, giving critical support to Israelis in need. What does that mean exactly? A quick sidebar, if you are an Israeli, or even just a standard-issue Jew, anywhere, can you please tell me one time the ADL has helped you, someone you know, or even anyone you've ever heard about? And for that last one, you don't have to be Jewish. I'll take hearsay from literally anyone who's heard anything. Bonus points if you've ever heard of the Anti-Defamation League supporting a single Jew being attacked, called anti-Semitic, or fired from their job because they advocated for equal rights and freedoms for, say, I don't know, all the humans living in Israel and Palestine. Because if they're saying not all Jewish lives matter, weird flex. I mean, rename it, call it the Don't Dis Israel League or something. Or am I off base here? Enlighten me. Or just send a kind word, question, or comment to hellgatecity at proton.me. TLDR, we need to increase our handful of patrons. So if 20 cents a day is within your means, yo, where you at? Join up, son. Not in the father-son way, but in the you are the celestial ball of flaming gas illuminating our world way. Or, if you don't do subscriptions, buy me a coffee. You know where the link's at. Show notes. And while you're at it, shout out your love of the show on a social media platform of your choice. No one gets hurt when you do this. It's just one big win. Tell me why you listen. Urge me to keep going. I am only human, after all. Special thanks to our Day One Damians and now Baker's Dozen of patrons. In December alone, Nails, Neo Amsterdam's Interlegion Syndicate, added our newest member, Unjust Guardian, as well as Mike Gran, Tasha Lamel, Moss, and free members Rebecca, Charles Wilner, and Andressa Tonello. Or Andressa Tonello. Everyone counts here. Every syllable counts here as you can tell by my bad Italian accent. Thank you, all of you, from the very bottom of the cockles of my heart. Without nails, nothing holds together in this town. So thank you for listening. Just join us for the shortest period you can and watch it turn into three years. And on that note, may our community grow and continue to multiply like fun guy. Do join us on Discord, links in the show notes, where we chum it up in the group chat. You'll meet fellow listeners, meme to your heart's content, and see pictures of vinyl records I'm listening to, which critics agree is 832% more exciting than watching paint dry. And if you've never listened to the credits before, just know that Patrons get exclusive weekly glitches, the short but swell bonus tales riffing on each episode's theme and occasionally adding depth 
and backstory you can't get on Main. Plus, soundtrack music, behind-the-scenes content, director's notes, field recordings, and more. What more? How about this? I'm hooking up every paid subscriber till year's end with a link to stream my newly released Cine Golden Eagle award-winning feature documentary. God, that sounds pretentious. It's called Shadow of About. And look, I am proud that this is finally released. It took 16 years. It's not in the Hellgate City world, but it is made in the spirit of all the stories I've endeavored to tell. And it traces the interconnected story of four teens and their boxing coach from Chicago's Rogers Park neighborhood. The film follows their lives at home and at the Loyola Boxing Academy gym, culminating in their entrance into the biggest amateur boxing event of the summer, the National Junior Golden Gloves Tournament. I learned a lot of my craft making this movie, especially editing it. It's a story about the importance of family and the need for community, a support network that extends beyond one's biological family. It is both a story about an individual making a difference in the lives of those around him and about the power that a team has to make a difference in the life of every member. Join our team. Get Shadow of About for free with your membership, but only if you join before 2024. Okay, slight edit on that. If you join by 11.59 p.m. January 1st, 2024. So you got the rest of the first day of the new year because, you know, this thing came out a little bit later than I expected. And you can apply that deadline to any other offer I make in these credits that goes to the end of the year. Okay. Alternatively, it's on sale a la carte for $9.95. That's 66% off the regular price. On January 1st, it goes back to $29.95. Also, have a look at the updated original handcrafted art available for anyone who joins the ACE tier. Dang, I forgot to include a banana for scale in those photos, but see the dimensions. Original art is half off till the new year, and I've made a limited time offer to frame the piece for you for a reasonable fee. And I've never written this anywhere yet. This is if you're listening. I'll include shipping to anywhere in the USA for the first two people who sign up. Um, and get it framed. You got to get it framed. I'll post publicly once they've done so, so that offer is off the table and you don't feel like you've been duped. Fun fact, I won the Ohio Governor's Art Award and the Congressional Art Award with a full scholarship for my drawing and painting work as a high school senior, which is the only time in my life someone paid for me to go to Washington, D.C. And if you don't believe me, join the Patreon to see the following receipt. I'll be posting a picture of teenage me looking as unimpressed as humanly possible to be meeting my representative in Congress. And a huge shout out to Kay Carlisle, my art teacher in high school, who I know I would not have applied for that stuff if it weren't for her. And also Mark Eggman, who taught me how to paint and is a great guy. For more information, visit hellgatecity.com. Join us on social media at hellgatecity, all one word. And keep rating the show on Spotify. Some of you are menches and have already moved the needle from 3.9 to 4.2 stars. That's what I'm talking about. Let's catch up to the 4.9 stars it has on Apple. And hell, let's lap it. Let's do five. In conclusion, 
if you ever make a deal with the Grim Reaper. My suggestion is to borrow a billion souls. Because when it comes to soul debt, it's like they say, if you owe the soul bank 100,000 souls, the soul bank owns you. But if you owe the soul bank 900 million souls, you own the soul bank. And if you do, look into what they're doing with fractional reserve banking, because I feel like I'm getting a lot of soulless emails and it'd be nice to get to the bottom of it. The time has come. Let us wrap up our final volume of Shocking Sleep Facts for 2023. When we left off, a 1960s scientific study was underway to find out what happens when you deprive otherwise healthy and psychologically stable college students of necessary REM sleep over the course of a week. As their amount of dreaming was reduced to a tiny fraction of what the human physiology requires, by the third day, participants had begun to express signs of psychosis. Firstly, they became anxious, moody, and started to hallucinate. They were hearing things and seeing things that were not real. Secondly, they also became paranoid. Some believed that the researchers were plotting against them in collusive ways, attempting to poison them, for example. Thirdly, others became convinced that the scientists were secret agents and that the experiment was a thinly-veiled government conspiracy of some wicked kind. What was the scientists' conclusion? Uh-oh, someone's here. You'll just have to stick around till next year for Volume 21 of Shocking Sleep Facts. But I can tell you one thing. It wasn't good. And dreaming, my dear dream hackers, is not an optional flight of fancy for some drifter with her head in the clouds. The only people with their heads in the clouds are the I'll sleep when I'm dead crowd. So, rest up, friendo. We've got a whole new year ahead of us. We're going to need all the dreams we can get. Till then, dream hacker. <laughs>